What's up, everyone? Welcome to BCL Coast to Coast, the official podcast of the Basketball Champions League. My name is Austin Green. There are no BCL games this week as we take a short break between the regular season and the round of 16, but we still wanted to put a podcast out for you guys. Coming up on today's show, we have an interview with Anton Eto, the Le Mans guard. Mr. Big Shot hit some clutch buckets to help Le Mans qualify for the playoffs, so stay tuned for that interview. First, we're going to give some initial thoughts on the round of 16 match. Matchups. Joining me to do that is Dave Hine over in Germany. Dave, how's it going this week? Good. We don't have any uh, BCL games, but we do have uh, action going on in the in the uh, in the domestic leagues with cups and stuff like that. And so uh, there is basketball to keep us busy. Yeah, so we're recording this on Friday morning in Europe, so most of the National Cups are underway. One of them has actually wrapped up with Jerusalem Basket winning the Israeli Cup. Huge accomplishment for Hapoel Jerusalem taking home that trophy, uh, so congratulations to them. Also, Virtus Bologna made some noise in the Italian Cup, beating... Milano, the EuroLeague team, uh, by a two-point margin, in- incredible drama at the end of that game as Bologna were up by eight points late in the game. Curtis Geralds hit a couple threes. Uh, Bologna almost blew it, but they were just able to hang on in advance in a in an upset win there. So congratulations to Bologna. Tenerife also advanced in the Copa del Rey over there in Spain. So BCL clubs doing great in the cup competition so far. And then Dave, what's uh, what's happening with the German Cup this weekend. Yeah, German Cup is in the uh, final. They've had their, uh, I guess, round of 16 and the uh, quarterfinals, semifinals already on uh, a myriad of weekends over the course of the uh, season so far. And then the final uh, will be played in Bamberg between Rosa Bamberg and Alba Berlin. And uh, so that should be a pretty exciting one. Uh, Berlin, Berlin took down... Um, Bayern in the in the quarterfinals and then took down uh, Frankfurt and then Bamberg was beat Bamberg beat Bonn in the semifinals and now they have to uh, battle Berlin so it should be a good one and uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, great matchup between the two German powerhouses there. Uh, hopefully, Bamberg can get the win and, and and bring home another title, represent the BCL in the National Cups. And there's also an International Cup competition going on right now. That's the FIBA Intercontinental Cup. Ike Athens are representing Europe as the most recent champions of the BCL. They'll be playing against... San Lorenzo from Argentina, and then Flamengo, the hosts from Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, they will be playing against the Austin Spurs. That's the most recent champion of the NBA G League. So a cool international competition there. It's been really fun following the Ike Twitter accounts and Instagram accounts for the players as they made their trip to Rio and looks like they're having a blast over there. The semifinals are happening Friday, February 15th. So depending on when you're listening to this podcast, they may be over all Already, but best of luck to Ike in the semifinals there. The championship of that competition will be on Sunday, and you can watch those games on livebasketball.tv, the same place where you can watch all of the BCL games. So make sure you subscribe to that if you haven't already. Check out some great international basketball couple other quick housekeeping notes. If you missed last week's podcast, make sure you go back and listen to that. Dave and I wrapped up the regular season. We talked about game day 14, talked about which teams made the playoffs, which teams were eliminated in heartbreaking fashion on the final day. And then 
Igor Djurkovic and Deacon Lloyd-Smith, the two great writers from ChampionsLeague.Basketball, join the show to give some initial thoughts on the playoff draw. The round of 16 matchups were finalized last week, so we now know who these teams will play on their road to the Final Four, which is happening in May. The round of 16 will take place March 5th and 6th, and then March 12th and 13th. It's a two-leg aggregate score playoffs, so the team with the better score after two games will advance to the quarterfinals. There's some great matchups. Dave uh, was busy post-draw last week, so he didn't give a chance. He didn't have a chance to give us some of his thoughts, so we decided we should do that today before we get to the Eto interview. So, Dave, let's jump straight into it. We'll just pick a few of the matchups. We won't go through all all 16 teams, but let's just start wherever you prefer. Uh, Which of these matchups seem the most interesting to you once you got around to looking at the draw? Uh, you know, I, I think the I think the the Pauk Ike matchup, obviously just two Greek teams, also from two um really great basketball cities, basketball tradition, everything, uh going at it. Um, you know, how how Pauk is gonna deal with, with Vince Hunter. They they played actually uh just a couple of weeks ago, um and uh, and Pauk won at home by nine points. Um, they had lost by 20 in Athens, but that was in mid October. And obviously this is a, this is a different, uh, Pauk team. It's, you know, playing pretty well right now. Uh, so just the, 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 the Greek drama of two teams going at it from the same country will be interesting. Uh, I, you know, as, as someone who had a chance to go to Patras to check out Prometheus, um, you know, I think it's a fascinating matchup, uh, with, uh, Evo Star Tenerifa. Um, you know, this is a team Tenerifa that I've has failed to convince me. Uh, you know, listen, talking to Dominic Waters a couple of weeks ago, you know, he 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 did uh, plant some some uh, very interesting uh, very interesting information. Uh, yeah, he called them uh, he called them the title favorites as it stands right now. Yeah, and um, you know they they've lost. Uh, you know, Thad McFadden's gone now. Um, how does that affect the team? They played really well without him. Uh, you know, you just think that Patras is going to have to play so disciplined on defense uh, to to keep up with the passing, and uh, I, I think one little matchup that would be interesting is is you know what does the um, you know Octavius Ellis and and Terrell Parks you know what can they do uh, maybe to get an advantage over uh, Iverson and and Size, uh, so that's a fun one. Um, and also just the fact that that I had mentioned that um, I had mentioned that Tenerife won't make it to the final four. This is the second to last chance for them not to make it um, for my bold prediction to come true. Um, yeah, well, Tenerife they they do have a really tough road to the final four. So like like you mentioned, this Prometheus team, you know, really good defensively. I'm really interested to see how Tenerife contain Ryan Brown. Mm-hmm. And like you mentioned, Octavius Ellis is a, is a really good athlete and maybe the type of player that Colton Iverson, uh, will struggle against a little bit because Iverson's big, strong guy, but he's not necessarily the, the quickest or the most, uh, athletic jumping off the ground. So I'm interested to see how that goes. But if, if Tenerife do get past Prometheus, which they will of course be favored to do as the one seed going up against a four seed on the other side, of the bracket 
there's Neptunus versus Jerusalem. So we're looking at a potential Jerusalem versus Tenerife quarterfinal matchup, which is going to be amazing because these are two teams that are certainly championship contenders, uh, looked like surefire final four teams throughout the regular season. So the fact that Jerusalem finished second and will now be drawn against Tenerife if both teams make it to the quarterfinals, that's, that's a really tough road for Tenerife. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, 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 and again, they, they started with Patras, you know, and Patras, you know, they did win in Ostend. They, they won in Bayreuth and they won in, in Klaipeda against Neptunus. Um, and of course, the, the trip to, 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 um, the trip to Tenerife is obviously a, a huge task, but, uh, you know, these guys from Patras, they, they have to drive two and a half hours just to get to the Athens airport to go than anywhere else. So, um, it, it's going to be interesting, you know. Obviously, uh, so much depends on that first game um, in in Greece. Uh, another one I like. I mean, it's it's hard not to uh, Nanterre against Besiktas. I mean, Besiktas won six in a row and and uh, and and six of and eight of uh, eight of their last nine to to really. I guess um, I can't remember if they were the only team to earn an A plus on on uh, Igor Djurkovic's. Uh, um, post regular season uh, um, uh, report card, they were yes, yeah. So and then you look at Ontario, you know they, uh, you know smoked their way back into the into the playoffs at uh, at four and one. Um, you know you look at all those three point shooters uh, for um, for Ontario. You know how is Besiktas going to be able to to, to guard all them? And uh, you know that that interesting matchup between uh, uh, Ivan Bua and uh, and Julian Gamble slash Demetrius Treadwell, you know it, it's it's um, it's a fascinating matchup that uh, I think uh, can't wait to to watch and and Nanterre, um, you know they're 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 a pretty strong side. You know we obviously we talked to Dominic Waters a couple of weeks ago too and and uh, go back and listen to that that was a great interview uh, offered loads and loads of insight. Um, so that. That's, um, I think those are the one. Probably, maybe also Lamont to bring it kind of to the interview as well. Uh, Lamont and Bologna, you know, you look at uh, Lamont and 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 we talked to um, and we talked to Anton Etude uh, about it. Um, you know, they won five of the last seven to get into the playoffs. Uh, Bologna, they were only three and four in their last seven games, um, which so they kind of stumbled. At the end, uh, and did end up, of course, getting the 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 uh, first place in the group. Um, but they were six and one at home, so they took care of business at home. The only loss uh, was against Besiktas, and obviously, so many great guards uh, in that um, in that uh, in that matchup. And uh, so, I, I think it's going to be a, a great, uh, you know, especially the guards. You look at the you know Thompson and A two against Taylor and Punter. You know, just loads of fun. So, I mean, everyone, you could look at all, all eight of the matchups and say, you know, there's going to be some fantastic matchup that, you know, that you're going to be looking forward to. Uh, but those are, those are a couple of the ones I kind of, that kind of stuck out to me, uh, just kind of having a chance to look at it. And, uh, I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more about it before, um, in the, in the last show before our, uh, before the, um, before the round of 16 starts. Uh, but yeah, that's, uh, I, I and I think we'll probably do our picks as well. Um, but uh, those are the ones I, I that really kind of stuck out for me. 
Yeah, for sure. We'll we'll have an in-depth preview and prediction podcast for you guys before the round of 16 starts. We'll wait we'll hold off on predictions now because it's still a couple weeks away. Injuries can happen that can completely change uh you know how a team looks. Of course, a team can go on a big slump or, or be riding a winning streak in their domestic league into the round of 16. So that might change our thinking a little bit as well. So we'll hold off on that. I am glad you mentioned Nanterre versus Besiktas because I, I think that's going to be a fascinating matchup where Nanterre have, you know, one of the best offenses in the BCL, top top three offense all season long, going up against Besiktas, maybe the best defense in the BCL. You know, we've talked a lot about Phil Pressy and Keenan Sapahi, the way these guys just pressure the ball and just are a nightmare for opposing offenses. It's going to be incredibly interesting to see those guys try to slow down Dominic Waters and Jeremy Singlin and Adis Yuskevichis and the, that high-powered Nanterre offense. So that's going to be great. It, and just just really quick to that one, you know, those are the, the second and third fewest turnovers uh, in the BCL. You have Besiktas averaging only 10.7 and Nanterre averaging 10.5 uh, and 10.7 for for Nanterre. So these are two teams that, that really, really, really take care of the ball. Um, and uh, so, you know, it... I think it come down to three point shooting, which which could come down to three point shooting, which obviously there's a huge huge advantage for for Nanterre. Um, so yeah, fascinating fascinating matchup, and I I think probably other than um, I guess the this the stake in my bold prediction uh, with uh, Tenerife, probably the one I'm actually looking forward to the most. Yeah, it'll also be really interesting to see if Nanterre can slow down Jason Rich at all. Of course, he's been completely unstoppable the last few weeks for Besiktas, and he's the type of guy where even if you play great defense on him, he can still hit really tough shots. So uh, I, I I think you know maybe with Jason Rich with their great defense. Uh, I think I think Besiktas might have a slight advantage, but that's going to be a great matchup. And then with the all Greek battle, I'm actually really excited to announce this. I haven't haven't had a chance to even tell you, Dave, but for the second leg of Ike versus Pauk, I'll be in Athens for that game. So I'm really excited about that to go see the round of 16. Hopefully, the first game is pretty close, so then we'll have a lot of drama in the second leg of the round of 16. Dave, before we get to our interview with Anton Eto, do you have any final thoughts on on the round of 16? Yeah, you know, I just hope everybody gets or stays healthy um, so that we can have the top matchups um, that we that we hope to have. Um, and uh, yeah, I, you know, that that's probably the main thing that you 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 want to you you kind of have to you know make sure and um, form. Okay, if the guy if their team is on a losing streak, but we've seen a BCL. You know, teams have been uh, struggling in the domestic league, and they play well here, or or struck, uh, struck, you know, playing well at home and and struggle here. Um, so it's it's a um, it's not a one hundred percent indicator how they play at home. Uh, I mean, it does give them let's say a, a, a trend towards how they're going to play. But yeah, I just hope everybody is healthy, and and uh, and they'll all be raring to go. But I just hope that 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 everybody's on board for all of these teams, so that they can all go, you know, you know, full throttle at each other. Yeah, definitely. Hopefully we can see these teams at their best when the round of 16 starts 
on March 5th. So that'll do it uh, for our quick little round of 16 thoughts. We'll, of course, have more thoughts on those over the next few weeks uh, before the games start. Now let's go to our interview with Anton Ato, Mr. Big Shot from Le Mans. We had a great time talking to him for about 30 minutes about a lot of different topics. His clutch shooting, Le Mans' hot streak to sneak into the playoffs, uh, his background there in France, a really, really interesting backstory to his career and his first professional game. So stay tuned for that. Dave and I will catch you on the other side of the interview to wrap things up. It's a tough three. He knocks it down. What a shot to tie up the game. Antoine Etzel keeps the playoff dream alive. All right, so on the show this week, we have Anton Etu from... Uh, Le Mans uh, snuck into the Basketball Champions League playoffs and have a matchup with Virtus Bologna in the round of 16. Uh, Anton, first off, uh, congratulations on uh, reaching the playoffs. You hit some some big big shots uh, in the final game of the regular season. Maybe how did it feel to hit those uh, and uh, send your team, I guess, first to overtime and then to, to get uh, into the round of 16? Yeah, it's been it's been a tough year so far. So uh, we are we and I am really happy to, to go through the, the first round and make it to the playoffs. So it's uh, it was uh, <clears throat> it was hard because uh, this Polish team just just came uh, came in Le Mans playing you know really good and uh, even they were out of the competition uh, this year you know trying to win this game. So it, it was tough. And uh, I don't know, man. It's just uh, about this shot. Is just you don't like I said in a press conference. You don't think about it. I'm uh, I'm uh, well known in France uh, because of my shots of this kind of shots, uh, like last year in the playoffs when we won the chip and stuff like that. So it's just uh, that's what I think. You don't. Yeah, that's why I said you don't have to think twice about it. You just you just shoot it and it went in and it went in. So I was uh, I was really happy, but. Uh, but yeah, it was uh, it was a tough uh, Champions League, uh, basketball Champions Champions League season for us for sure. Yeah, so, Anton, you guys uh, struggled earlier in the season, uh, and then you won five out of six games, including the final three to qualify for the playoffs. I, I saw you put on Instagram that you guys came back from hell, uh, which I, I thought was great, yeah. great phrasing. Uh, what changed for you guys between those those early games when you weren't getting wins, and then uh, that that streak that you guys went on to make the playoffs? I think first we got. I think first we uh we started with uh, road games. Uh, we went to Banzit. Uh, we went to where we went to. We went to Mercia. So it was uh it was tough. It was tough. I think I feel like we had more uh, home games in the second part. But but the the biggest thing is uh it's so different. Like the even everybody even if everybody knows that uh. The French league is uh, athletic, it's tough. Uh, we got you know quick guards, uh, short big men, but really explosive. Like you know can run and jump high. Even if we know that, it's so different. The the refs are different in BCL. Uh, the balls are different, way different than France. So we had to adjust. And at the same time, uh, people got hurt. Uh, I got hurt for uh, three weeks. So it was three. It was six game total. It was six BCL games and six uh, French league games. 
And uh, I think we lost it all in BCL. So it was the first thing. And then Cam, Cam Clark got hurt. So and uh, so the same thing. He missed two games. I think in uh, I think in, in Poland and uh, and I think he missed uh, in uh, Novgorod. So it was tough. And uh, and then everybody you know came back after the break, the Christmas break, and uh, we had a full squad. And I don't know. We just uh, we had no more pressure because we were like, oh, you know. We're not supposed to make it because the way we started, not because of the team we have, because I think we have a good team, but the way we started. So, you know, it was, uh, we went to get it. We went to get it. And uh, even if Joe Taboo was hurt the last two games, uh, we just, uh, we took it, man. We took it. It was hard, but, uh, you know, this year is really, uh, it's a really good uh, competition. So, you know, we just want to get it. I think Avellino game on the road was the biggest thing for us. Yeah, and and you mentioned the French Championship last season. Uh, do you think winning that title last year maybe gave you guys an advantage or, or at least some confidence these last few weeks, where it was kind of like a do or die situation again? Probably, it's it's like playoff time. Like you know, you know, you're the do or die, like you say. So it's just I don't know because it's way different. We got uh like eighty percent of the team that left from last year. Uh, Justin Cobbs went to City Vita. Uh, you know, DJ Stephens went back to America. Uh, Rome Travis went to Philippines. Big Yusuf Afal playing in Strasbourg. Uh, so we got, you know, only three guys from last year. And Terry Tarpe was hurt last year. So it was just will you get denied. So it was, it's, it's so different. I think, uh, had, uh, had a leader and a captain. I had, uh, I had, uh, was will. We had to bring, uh, it's an uh, emergency situation, like, guys, if we keep losing or playing that way, especially in BCL, we're not going to make it. And as the reigning, you know, champ, it's just, uh, we don't want to look bad. So, you know, we uh, we just, but it was it was really close to not make it, really. Like, we down four, uh, we down four was like less than a minute to go ball to, to the Polish team. So it was, uh, you know. It's just, it's just, it's, it's, this is basketball. Sometimes you, you just succeed. Sometimes you just don't succeed. But uh, yeah, we stick together and uh, and we went through it. That that title last year uh, was the first for the club since two thousand six. Um, it was it was your fourth season and it was actually your third stint with that with Lamon. Um, what did it mean for you and and for the club to win that that championship? You know, especially. Because you guys weren't considered to really have the the top talent, um, you know, in in the federal in in the in the nation. You know, you looked at you look at Strasbourg, Strasbourg and and Monaco. A lot of people thought that they probably had better rosters than you guys. What did it mean for you to, you know, knowing the history of that to uh, to to get that championship last year for the for the for the club in the city? It's huge, man. It's huge because uh, we had a new coach. We had a brand new team. You got to know the story. The story is the year before, uh, the year before this championship, uh, that we won the championship, the Le Mans didn't make the playoffs. And it was 20 years in a row that Le Mans made the playoffs. It was the, you know, the biggest series, like the longest series in the, in the history of the French sport. I mean, basketball. So, so it was huge and they didn't make it. So we had kind of like, you know, pressure this year, but we started off well with a six zero, Everything went like together. The players, uh, 
we family, like really, like it was crazy. We had character in the team, like crazy characters, but like we, uh, it was everything was fine. Everything was fine. Even when we're losing, we weren't we weren't too low. When we were winning, we weren't too too high. So uh, everything went through, and it was it was it was great. It was great, and um, and then uh, then yeah, for the team, I mean, it's for the for Le Mans for the. the the, the city is just crazy because, like you said, Monaco, Asbel, uh I can I can tell, yeah, I can say Strasbourg. They had the the biggest teams on the paper. They had the biggest budgets. We didn't, but the way we won, we went through the playoffs. We won in three games the first the first round against Asbel. Then we get Strasbourg. We win uh, at the the last game in their place. Uh, the fifth game, we go win over there and we go into the finals and we win the championship in Monaco because we blew a three-one, a two-one lead with the home game to win a championship. We lost, so we had to go back there and we won. So it's just, it was huge, man. Like everybody respects us now about about that, like individually and like about you know every the team we had. So yeah, it was huge. It was uh, good memories. So I'll keep that, you know the rest of my life and uh we still got a group chat you know on whatsapp we're still going at it every every day every day somebody posting something on that group chat of last year so you know it was special uh look looking at your your basketball career you know it's hard not to notice you going from le mans to orleans back to le mans back to orleans back to le mans <laughs> you know th- th- that back and forth is is really uh is really uncommon uh in in professional basketball uh, maybe how can you describe that that sort of uh, career run? It was an uh, opportunity, I'll say. Like uh, the first time I came in Lamar was for the playoffs in 2012 for a month uh, to try to help the team, and we went to the finals. And uh, by that time, the final was on one game to go uh, in, in in Paris and play one game in Bercy, like a big arena. So we lost, but I had great playoffs. So Orléans came, and we were playing. Uh, I think we were playing Euro Cup at the time. And uh, so I went there. The season was so so. They didn't get along with the coach. So uh, Le Mans liked me, and I loved it over there. So I spent two years, two great years. Uh, we won the Leaders' Cup. The, sec- the first year with J.D. Jackson as the coach. Second year, I had a, a really, really great end of season. And uh, I wanted to have my own team after these two years and be a starting point guard. So this coach in Orleans called me and said, listen, I'll give you the keys. You go hoop. So I went there playing 30 minutes a game. Had a great season. Uh, was a French all-star. Uh, and uh, we had, at the time, we had good point guards in the league. We still had, like, uh, Andrew Abbey, Roderick Bobois. We had Leo Westerman. You know, and uh, and um, and I made it to the All-Star game, so it was uh, really a personal uh, goal, and uh, I achieved it. And then I wanted to make the playoff with this team, but we finished ninth or tenth, with like one game away from the eighth place team, so it was uh, it was tough. So I stayed one more year in Orléans, and I got hurt after six games. I was starting well, but I uh, broke my ankle, first injury of my career, four months out. And uh, everything went went wrong this year. Like uh, they had problems in the team. Like you know, in Europe it happens. So I spent two years back in Le Mans because Le Mans needed players that I knew. I knew the house. I'll say, and 
I always fight. I never give up. You know, I always, I don't cheat. I give 100%. They wanted players like that, so I went back. And you know what happened? We won the chip. And this year I'm having uh, one of my, you know, best season uh, in BCL and in French championship, in French league, I mean. So that's the whole story. Yeah, that's really interesting. And then uh, one thing that I learned today, actually, just when I was doing some research for this, I didn't realize that your first professional game was when you were with Asvel back like 13 years ago, going up against the San Antonio Spurs exactly. uh, when they were doing doing an yeah doing an NBA Europe tour. What what was it like? Uh, you know, what what do you remember from back then? Because being a, a French kid. <laughs> going up against Tony Parker, who was, you know, of course, like already a legend at that point. Uh, just w- what do you remember from back then? I remember a lot. I remember a lot because uh, two two months before I was, uh, I was at school. I was uh, just turned 18. Uh, I just graduated. I was uh, playing in the fifth or fourth division in France. And uh, they called me for the young team, you know, we got like, we call it Espoir, so the youth under 20. Uh, so I signed as there for three years, uh, two years, I don't remember. And um, the thing is, we had two point guards. We had Johan Sangare, who was a really good point guard, French team. He played in Milano and Ferrara. He had a good good career. He's the, he's the GM now in Asvel. And we had Emeric Jano, who was the French point guard too, uh, with the French national team. And by the, the day, like the week before this game against Spurs, what happened is uh, one of them got called by the, the French team, so he had to go. And the other one got hurt. So I ended up playing uh, 15, 16, or 17 minutes against the Spurs. Wow. And it was crazy, man. <laughs> I, I remember I, I, banked, I banked a shot on the team Duncan. It was crazy. To me, it was crazy. I was 18. I just stepped back and just made a big shot. It was luck, kind of. And, you know, I saw it sense like, wow, like that's luck, you know. And it was crazy playing defense on Tony Porter. And uh, so, yeah, man, it just, it was a good time. It's been 13 years now, but it was it was crazy. And the, 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 the funniest thing is my last year in Asvel, we won the championship. I turned pro. I was 20, so I was playing, like, maybe – 12 minutes a game, but we won the chip, so, you know, that was cool. I was 20 years old. And Tony Parker just bought the team. Like, like I went from playing against Tony Parker, then he was my boss last year. So that was a <laughs> awkward situation. But, uh, yeah, I loved it. It's good memories. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, of course, Parker, I assume, was a big role model for, you know, everybody in your generation coming up. But I was just wondering, who are some of your other – basketball role models coming up? Oh, I, first of all, my dad played as a pro when he was young. I mean, when he was young, when he was my age. So that was a long time ago. He played, actually he played against Terry Tarper's dad. Uh, that I'm, that is my teammate. So it's, it's funny. Uh, and uh, then I can tell one guy, you guys probably know him. He's French. He's known, well known. His name is Laurent Suarez. He played in Vitoria. Uh, for a long time, for Dusko Ivanovic, uh, lefty, played with the French team. He's a legend in France, and uh, he's coaching in the second league now. And uh, I learned a lot from, from him as a left-handed dude. It was really quiet, but uh, had a leadership, big leadership, without saying anything. So um, that's somebody I looked, you know, I looked up to and uh, kind of mentor, like, 
Like, I really liked that guy, and his career was great. Like, he really, like, I think he played pro when pro was in EuroLeague. He played Vitoria for, like, three, four years. Uh, that, that's the guy uh, I really liked. One other thing I noticed is uh, you got the Mr. Big Shot t-shirts going on on, on Instagram, I, th- I think, with your kids. You mentioned earlier, you know, you're a little bit well-known in France for hitting some of those big shots like you did in that last week of the BCL with two threes in the final 25 seconds. Uh, but that, that used to be Chauncey Billups' nickname back in yeah, you know, 2004, <laughs> 2005. Yeah, did you, uh, did, did you watch Chauncey Billups growing up? And uh, yeah. how, did it, how did that situation come about with, like, the nickname and, and then the T-shirts that you got going? So the story is, uh, yeah. First of all, I know I know Chelsea Billups, uh, not personally, but I, yeah, I heard of him and I saw yeah these big shots and the, you know, the years it was Detroit, like they were playing tough, tough team, and he was in crazy shots. But uh, it wasn't for me, honestly. Uh, we it was during the playoff last year. Like I had really really good playoffs, and like I I made like some crazy clutch shots last year. In every game, uh, playing only like 20 or 21 minutes a game, not like this year. So, so it was uh, it was one of this uh, commentator, so named David Kozak. You probably a lot of people know him, and uh, he just uh, called me Mr. Big Shot. And then just every time I was in uh, Big Three, I was looking at the. At the at the TV and you know laughing and all that and he was keep you know calling me that 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 way. So uh, when we won the chip, I was like, uh, I have a I have like a, a company uh, that uh, sells shoes, shirts, uh, basketball shoes, and ball shoes, like you know equipment and all that uh, in Le Mans. So my my uh, my my dudes were like, hey, let's uh, let's try to make a, you know what you think about it. I'm like, yeah, that's a good idea. And I did it in all the, in Le Mans, the fans, like the kids, they just asked for it. And they bought, they bought a lot, a lot. So I had, a, I had to do some. And uh, that's the story. Now I got this. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's really popular in Le Mans. Not, not in all France, but in Le Mans it is because, uh, you know, I'm well known and I've been playing here since years and people like me. So, so that's, that's the whole story. But yeah, I'm sorry. I, I kind of, <laughs> Not me, but uh, it was Chelsea Billups. Mr. Big Shot, Chelsea Billups. I'm the little Mr. Big Shot. <laughs> the little. Uh, <laughs> you're you're little you're proving that you uh, that you are pretty clutch, though. I mean, if you if you take away the Ventspils game where you had 20 points but didn't play in the fourth, I I did some research. Um, 24 of your 80 points in the uh, take away that game. 24 of your 80 points in the BCL were scored in the final 141. Uh, of the of the game or overtime that's 30 percent of your scoring in the final two minutes um i mr big shot yeah you have six threes uh in that in that uh period as well um what what makes you so clutch uh like i said to me is the i'm a winner man i just i want to win and the thing is uh i'm the captain since this year i'm captain of the team so I kind of, you know, I put it like some weight on my shoulder, like, hey, sometimes you got to do something. Like, something got to happen. So sometimes it's not going to work. You're going to lose that. But for the times it's going to work, yeah, it works. It. So just try it. Try as, as much as you can. So, uh, yeah, there is, um, 
Uh, Ludwigsburg happens uh, happens in uh, in, in Poland. Uh, it, um, I guess the police to my home. So you know, it's just I just wanna I just wanna do good, and sometimes doing good is just taking you know, the full responsibility of the outcome of the game, and uh, and just you gotta do it. And uh, and uh, and to me, like I said, it's it's not. I'll say it, it's tough to say, but it's the easiest shot because you don't have to think about it. You're behind. You have to, you know, you just got to do something. So you just, you know, unplug your brain, you just switch off. And uh, there's no more brain. It's just all instinct. And you just play. And, um, yeah, I guess I like that. I'm, uh, I'm so, I'm, my, my, my parents just, the education I had was like never give up, always go hard, you know, have no regrets. So that's what, that's what I'm trying to do. And uh, that's that's a good number you're giving me there. I, I just go keep it to negotiate my contract. You? <laughs> you got to work it up to forty percent. Forty percent. Come on, Anton. <laughs> yeah, let's get it up. But uh, yeah, it's gonna be tough against Virtus, man. They got a good team. Uh, people already told me they got maybe the best two guard in the, in the BCL. Uh, they got they got my boy uh, Matt Embai. That is a great player. I know him since I'm like sixteen, seventeen years old. We played one against the other. So uh, it's from Bordeaux. It's like an hour away from my hometown. I'm from Cognac. Yeah, where we make the NFC. I know, but uh, yeah, so it's gonna be it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great, and we're looking. Uh, it's gonna be tough because we're playing in Strasbourg three days before the first game, so we might be a little tired. But you know, whatever. Put that on the side and hit big shots. That's what we need. We'll come, we'll come back to that matchup. Uh, a couple more come, going back to you. Uh, we saw on your Instagram you're actually a self-proclaimed uh, golf addict. Um, you, you said yeah. you kind of shut off your mind. Um, golf is such a such a mind sport. Um, does that help you? How does that help you? Uh, what do you get out of playing golf? A lot, man. A lot. It's been five years I'm playing. Maybe it's with the age, too, but I love it. I, I'm, I'm, actually, my house is like... 500 meters from the golf course. Uh, I'm, I'm living on a golf course, just like almost. So I'm playing. I'm playing there a lot, and uh, yeah, it's just you know the concentration, how to stay focused. Uh, that's you and your ball. There's nobody else. It's not your teammate's ball. It's your fault if you you know if you hit a bad shot. So um, it's just this, and then the frustration too, because you know one day you can't drive really good, but your putting game is terrible, and it's just. And you got to work too uh, to be good at golf more than basketball. Trust me, and uh, and yeah, it works your mind a lot. And uh, I, I use it every day. Before, I try to do it every day before the game, get a night off, or just go into driving range and do it after too. So I just free my mind. Either we get a loss or a win, but I'm trying to do it. And uh, I'm a four right now, so it's you know it's, it's not bad. It's not bad. It's, uh, I'm getting there, but as uh, yeah, yeah, it's a lot. I just love golfing. That's interesting. I don't think I've ever heard anybody else uh, who says they they kind of, you know, before or after a game actually go golfing. So uh, definitely, a, definitely a first time for me. Right. <laughs> um, I, I also see you've kind of stepped up your uh, your tattoo game since last season. Uh, your right arm is uh, has gotten pretty tattooed up. Uh, maybe do you have a favorite story behind uh, uh, any of your tattoos? Yeah, I have plenty. I have a. Uh... Actually, I met I met this Ted uh, Ted artist that is uh, playing golf too. Is uh, we're learning friends working in Paris. I'm going tomorrow, you know, to 
keep doing my arms. So it's, uh, it's just, you know, my story is I've been, I had a, like every athlete, I had up and downs in my career, my life. And uh, I wanted, I had this idea of doing my arms since a long time, but I didn't find a good guy to do it. Now I found it. I'm just, you know, I got a Phoenix on the forearm, like on the forearm, I got a Phoenix. You know, like it's never, like I said, it's never over. Uh, Phoenix is like a legendary bird, and like you can't, you can't die. Once he dies, you just get back. You know, he's alive again. So that's 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 all about. That's all about it. And then, uh, then on the on the on my upper arm, I got like a big uh, samurai, uh, Bushido, and it's like uh, you know the same as like uh, values and. Uh, and you know, like rules and uh, the same, you gotta fight and never stop fighting. So uh, that's what it is right now. That's what it is about this harm. And uh, I got some more on the chest and stuff like that, more personal about you know my private life. And uh, yeah, it's uh, I got this this teammate Cam Clark. that's got plenty tats, and uh, maybe he helped me out a little bit to start this this project because I was like, yeah, that looks good, man. I'm a, he didn't believe me at first. I was like, yo, I'm going to do my own art. And I was like, man, you're not about this life. You know, I'm like, you'll see. I, I think I, I think I do. I think I do. And I came back one day and was like, wow, you did it. I was like, yeah. So that's that's the story. <laughs> nice. Uh, let, let's bring it back to the BCL for a minute. Uh, you guys played against a lot of really good guards this season in your group. Uh, Kendrick Perry from Nizhny. Norris Cole and Kiefer Sykes over at Avellino, uh, Charlotte Kloof and, and Askia Booker with Morcia. Uh, what, what was the experience like going up against some of those great guards? It was, it was great, but it was good. It was good. But, uh, what I try to tell people, cause everybody's shocked. It's kind of shocked when they come play in France. Uh, France is different. You have athletic guards. You have guards that going a hundred miles per hour. You have, strong guards yeah and you have big men that runs a lot jump a lot we like uh Mantas Calietis that plays in Asbel used to say uh in France they use uh their athleticism they they have athletes in Europe we have basketball players that you know use their brain and it's you know it's not I'll take it the way I think we're not our cue is is Maybe a little lower than you know the Croatian people, the Serbian people, and you know, maybe Spanish. Maybe I'll say maybe, but athleticism is crazy. So playing against this guard was kind of, I say, not regular because uh, no school I had a chance to play against him in preseason, and I was like, "Yo, this guy is really, really good." And you know, Kiefer Sykes is really fast. But you know, in the French league, we have like some crazy. We had. John Robertson last year. We had some crazy congars too that was just going really, really, really fast. So it's uh, I wasn't shocked about playing all this against all these guys in, uh, in the BCL, but I can tell they uh they are really good too. You know, Kendrick, I think I think something that is, is different too in BCL is home games and away games. I can tell these guys are really like they are better. Even me, I'm better at home than on the road because you have long trips to do. Long trips like uh, Perry came to Le Mans, and you could tell like he was telling us like I'm tired, man, I'm tired. He cramped up at the end of the game, and so it's not it wasn't the same place. But uh, yeah, it's just you know how the BCL is. They have great, great players, uh, good teams, and uh, 
And uh, I can't tell I was shocked because I wasn't, but I appreciate the level of these players. And they made it hard for me to guard people and, you know, playing offense. But uh, so I can thank them, too, because they made me better, I think. Yeah, and you mentioned Bologna earlier. They're they're another team with some really great guards. Uh, Kevin Punter's pretty awesome. Tony Taylor, um, Pietro Aradori, the Italian, Amathenbai, yeah. like 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 you mentioned, great player. Uh, how how do you see that matchup with them? Have you have you had a chance to watch them? Um, I know you guys got a few weeks into, until the game, um, but how, how do you kind of anticipate dealing with that team? I I kind of watch uh, a lot. I like because he's all over the place, <laughs> so that's what I do. But uh, but uh, now I just I didn't really know before the draw because uh, it was so so much intensity for that game against Vaclavic uh, at home. So it was it was uh, we didn't think about it. We play every three days, but now we play. We know we're gonna play them. Uh, an agent, an agent told me, you know, it's more like maybe inside you go, you guys gonna be all right. You know, for the big man, it's, but you might you might have to guard the best two guards in the Champions League. So I'm like, all right, you know, that's perfect. That's a new challenge. I respect everybody, but uh, you know, we, we we're winners. We wanna we wanna win. So I know Tony Taylor a little bit because he played Strasbourg. So I know he played great defense and uh, the slasher. Uh, and then I don't know the other guy. I know, yeah, I know I had to leave because he played in Tonto and I played against him and it was, it was really good. And when you, when you see a guy like that, they're coming out, coming out the bench, it means the team is really good. So yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah, it's excitement, you know, it's just really exciting. I feel like excitement and uh, I'm just, uh, I'm going to watch tapes. I promise you I'm going to watch tapes. <laughs> You said earlier you guys didn't really feel, you guys really didn't feel any any pressure. Um, how do you, how do you and the team feel uh, going into this matchup against Bologna? Who you know they come in as the number one seed. Uh, you know they took their group. You know how do you, how do you and the, this team feel going into this this matchup of one versus four? Good, good because we're coming back from hell. Like I said, like we we lost a lot of games and we weren't supposed to make it, uh, and we did. You know. We did what we had to do, but you know, either either of the three teams, we had to play Ajax, Tenerife, or, or Virtus Bologna. So that's three great teams. And uh, the only good thing I can tell maybe is uh, is the shortest uh, trip. So we're gonna be we're gonna have maybe more energy. Energy. So you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be cool, but. Uh, but then we we'll see we'll see they uh we start the first I don't know I never played I never played a game like this like you start at home and then you go on the road and the points average the points difference never played games like that so I don't know how it's gonna be but I know we will have to be serious at home win this game for sure but uh, not only so every detail is gonna count like like I already said they have great players but I think we have weapons to, you know, make them struggle too. So it's going to be, uh, I'm looking forward for this uh, confrontation. I'm looking, yeah, really looking forward for this game. And uh, and then Virtus Bologna, it's a legendary game, uh, legendary team too. Uh, it's one Rigodo play over there, Manu Ginobili, you know. I used to watch this team uh, growing up. I used to watch this team play. I remember, I was really young. 
All right, so finish off with this one. Finish this sentence. Le Mans will reach the quarterfinals of the Basketball Champions League because? Uh, I would have done because Mr. Big Shot going hit shots. <laughs> <laughs> per- Is that good? Perfect, perfect. Uh, Anton Ato, uh, Mr. Big Shot, thank you for your time. Uh, good luck. Uh, uh, make sure everybody stays healthy. In the run up to to the uh, to the to the to the round of sixteen, uh, and uh, hopefully we'll see you down the road. I appreciate that. Uh, thank you. All right. Thanks again to Anton Eto from Lamont for joining us on this week's podcast. Dave, uh, I thought Anton was a, a great interview. Uh, really interesting guy. Really funny. Very confident, of course. His last words there, you know, Lamont will advance because Mr. Big Shot's going to hit some big shots. Uh, what, what did you think about uh, what Anton had to say? You know, actually, probably the thing that that stuck out the most was was his, uh, I guess you call it pre post game ritual of going to play golf. You know, I, you know, I, I've I've talked to yeah. I've talked to I don't know maybe hundreds of players. I don't know, and and uh, you know that's never come up. You know, and and uh, but I mean it is such a mind game. Golf is. I haven't played very much, um, but it's such a mind game, and uh, just to 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 hear him. Uh, to hear him do that um, uh, as his choice of, 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 you know, getting into a certain frame of mind, I thought that was really, really cool. And obviously all, all the big shot stuff was, was great. And uh, even, even the little minor, even the little minor apology to um, uh, even the minor apology to uh, the original Mr. Big Shot, Chauncey Billups, uh, pretty sweet. So uh, yeah. And, you know, it's a great matchup, you know, with Le Mans and, uh, and Bologna. So yeah, uh, Thanks, thanks for him for uh, for really being open and and talking to us and giving us some great stuff. Yeah, for sure. I, I I thought it was really interesting, and he had some good insight. We'll try to get uh, somebody from Virtus Bologna on the podcast in the next couple of weeks. We're working on that right now, so hopefully we'll get somebody from the other side of that matchup as well to kind of balance things out and and see what they have to say about Eto and his big shots and and Lamont's recent hot streak. So that'll be interesting as well. Uh, Dave, do you have any final thoughts before we wrap this up? Uh, just looking forward to to all the cups uh and then also the 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 inter intercontinental cup and uh you know good luck to to Ike and their fan base uh, that they can uh, get a title to represent Europe and uh yeah just can't wait for for these 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 round of 16 you know, we've been following it all season and uh you know this is the this is the 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 moment that we've kind of all been waiting for to start you know the playoffs and and they're 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 tantalizingly close, but still a couple of weeks away. Yeah, the regular season was great, but the playoffs look to be even better. We've got some incredible matchups. No games until March 5th in the BCL. That's when the round of 16 starts. But we'll have a podcast out for you each week. We'll have more player interviews. We'll have some thoughts next week on the on the Domestic League Cups and on the FIBA Intercontinental Cup. So be sure to check that out next week. Make sure you also go check out the official website, championsleague.basketball. There's going to be a lot of stuff on the website over the next few weeks. As Dave mentioned earlier, Igor Djurkovic wrote a report card for the second half of the regular season. He did one earlier in the year for the first half, uh, and then he went through and updated some of those grades for the various teams in the BCL. That was a, a really entertaining read, as always. There's also the BCL show, which is a new thing that the Champions League is doing. It was a about a 30-minute 
minute uh, show there on YouTube recapping the regular season with player interviews and highlights and a lot of interesting stuff there. So go check that out on championsleague.basketball. Download the official Champions League app. Follow everything on Twitter at BasketballCL. Thanks again to our guest, Anton Eto. Dave and I will be back again next week. So for Dave Hein out in Germany, my name is Austin Green, and this has been BCL Coast to Coast. <laughs>